1: Welcome, everybody, to a brand-new episode of The The Big
0: (laughs) Money. So
1: So we are doing this thing (laughs) remotely because of the coronavirus (laughs) and the COVID-19 and everything that's happening. So uh, we're doing this through StreamYard right now. Uh, So this is going to be a lot of fun trying it out this way. There will be some stumbles. Probably uh, and uh, equipment issues, maybe down the road, but we're going to try to make it all work as much as possible here. Uh, I am one of your hosts. I'm a writer, producer, uh, and uh, what a co host of other podcasts here. I am John Roga.
0: I am Michael Vogel. I am a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies and a social distancer. <laughs> and this is Shannon
2: McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where you can be binging shows that I'm on right sure. now, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like The
1: Goldbergs, like 911. I love it. I love it. And today, uh, we're talking about so many things, and we thought we'd do it this way. Does this feel weird to you guys, this little coronavirus action that we're doing? Is a little weird to you all, or are you guys all right? It feels weird, like because we didn't,
0: I mean, everything has happened so fast that I think, like, as of a few days ago, we thought we'd all be getting together to do Geek Buddies as usual. And uh, when we realized that that was probably not the smartest idea, uh, and now that we're all quarantined for the indefinite future, um we're doing it this way I think I think we now now, like I'm looking at my face versus your face and I'm like oh well now I I think I want to order lights I want to order a microphone (laughs) I want to order all these things don't know if they'll come in time who knows when things are going to be delivered but uh yeah Yeah. this is fun it's exciting yeah I feel like a CNN pundit
2: I think Amazon (laughs) said they're like they're only delivering essential stuff you might have to make quite an argument for uh
0: That's actually not exactly true. They're just not restock- – it's a whole thing. There's a lot of misinformation out there about everything right now.
1: Cut it out with the fake news, Shannon. Nobody needs the <laughs> fake news
2: non essential. I'm just saying (laughs) I think you look I think you look great Mikey and and thank you thank you thank this this is the thing when we're in a room together it's very easy to like look over and there's Mike look over and there's John right Right now I'm trying not to look at the screen I'm just trying to look at this green
0: dot on my thing it's really hard I kinda wanna be like I kinda wanna be like Come over to John's space, come over to Shannon's space. It's really exciting stuff. Hey, Mike,
1: come here. Uh, I, got, I got to tell you something. Mike, oh, hold on. Hey, hey. Whoa! <laughs> yep. These are my friends, ladies and gentlemen. These are my friends. <laughs> come on. Like, like everybody, we're all going a little stir
0: crazy right now. So, uh,
1: Yeah, right. It's true. i yesterday I went and drove around for like, I don't know, two hours, just drove the car around the, uh, because there were cleaners were here. So I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to drive around and do whatever I want to do. So that's what I did. Basically.
0: I, uh, yeah, I cleaned Monday. out my closet yesterday. I got rid of eight trash bags oh. full of clothes. So that was exciting. Your
2: closet, Eminem. M&M. All right. Your closet yeah. in your bedroom or your closet in the living
0: room? I did the closet in my bedroom. Daniel did the closet in the living room. We are like cleaning everything out because we have nothing else to do. It's very exciting. Uh, And then I got so excited. I went to the grocery store. I went to get like pick up dry cleaning. Like it was the most, right. It was the most I had been out in the world for days. It was wonderful.
1: (laughs) I can respect that. I can absolutely respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And that's the things we have to do sometimes when we're in this situation here. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. I'm sure all of you are like going stir crazy as well with all the stuff you've had to do and everything that's going on in your lives. So we're trying to get it. We're trying to make it just a little bit easier for everybody to enjoy themselves. And we thought, way well, we could do this without having to do it remotely. Uh, but and we didn't want to stop doing shows. So that was certainly the motivation for us to do it this way so because you know, even though there's there's a bit of a quarantine so anyway there's uh, news. for those of you who are uh, i don't know first time uh listeners or watchers of the show seeing it in this format kind of interesting um but uh what we usually do is uh, we uh, each of us takes one tackles rather one geek news item we all talk about it and then uh we uh, go on to the main topic so that's basically what we're going to do and in fact i think what i'm gonna do is just slide in my earbuds so i don't look so different than everybody else hold on
0: <laughs> Ooh!
1: yeah i want to feel part of the group what's wrong with that
2: you look you look less official now but that's true you look good with the headphones on
1: had a little leia action is what you're trying to tell me hi <laughs> little little cinnamon roll action little cinnamon rolls yeah, yeah yeah there we go <laughs> we'll go with these for now uh, but yeah, so so there we go. All right, that's uh, that's better. How how do I sound? Do I sound all right? Am I like an
0: angel, like you, an angel.
1: You sound the same, but right
2: now, John, it looks like Vogel's big time in us with his wireless earbuds. I know.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, someday we'll get there, Shannon. Someday we'll get, there. <laughs> we'll get all that mobility. What a show off! <laughs> I don't
0: think the computer even can have a
1: who plugs things in anymore. <laughs> oh nice nice well i'm on the imac so i'm still using that thing to connect uh but anyway what we usually do like i said we tackle one geek news item and then we handle our and then we go into our main topic and our main topic today is uh for everyone who's there at home is talking about first of all clone wars finishing on that bad batch arc but then also jumping into suggestions from all of us about sh- stuff that's on streaming that you might want to visit for the first time <coughs> Look. again. We all got a lot of time on our hands. I mean, seriously. (laughs) A lot of time. Yeah. Although to be honest with you, I've never I've been so busy for the last week or week and a half, even and it's you know, okay. All right. You know, I'm just saying. You just saw the audio monitor spike when
2: Mike decided to (laughs) clap in a Sorry, everybody.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just because, you know, I'm trying to put up so much content on the channel. I just get super busy. And, of course, you know, I also want to find time for the lady, those kinds of things. And also some time for myself, for God's sakes. That's what I'm trying to do as well. So, But anyway, I hope you all are handling the quarantine okay. It's going to be on for a bit. So I hope all of you are figuring out your plans about what to do. And we're going to help you with the streaming side of things later on in the show. But we should jump into our uh, geek news items. Who wants to go first? That would be me.
2: So it was announced yesterday. Universal is making sort of an unprecedented move is that they're going to be releasing some of their uh, films that were still in theaters out on uh, premium streaming. So they're saying that by, I think it's Friday, March 20th, they're going to be releasing The Invisible Man. They're going to be releasing The Hunt. And Trolls World Tour, which was supposed to come out in April, they're actually going to release that day and date. So the theater owners kind of had an agreement with the studios about like there's a there's a window where you're not going to release movies on on at, at home on Blu-ray. Like you, I think it was, I think it's three months that you got to give us yeah. that three-month window. Well, considering the circumstances, they're 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 kind of relaxing that. Um yeah. it'll be curious to see once this is over, um, if the studios are gonna make a bigger play to kind of release things when they want to release. But so
0: far, what do you guys think of this decision? Dude, I'm just grateful. Like, I, <laughs> I, need, I need things to watch. And as you guys have said, I mean, I think you guys both have already seen Invisible Man. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm like great. Like on Friday, I'm like, oh my god, awesome. I'm got, I got Invisible Man to watch, I got trolls to watch. Yeah. We had actually covered the hunt uh you know, months ago when it had gotten pushed because of political reasons. And so that's just definitely something that ever since we covered it, I've been really interested in watching. I think it's great. You know, like Disney Plus kind of, I guess, kicked this trend off with releasing Frozen 2 early uh, last week. Uh, And then Universal's continuing this. And like, you know, I was talking to a friend of ours, uh, Gabay, is really hoping that maybe Disney just kind of says like, screw it and releases Onward early, uh, since obviously that's not going to get any more box office right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, a, I think it's a there's probably some kind of financial calculation there of like, clearly, there's no box office happening. So it's not going to make money. And at least this will allow them to recoup some stuff. But also, I think there's a little bit of just goodwill. I mean, everyone's doing what they can uh, yeah. to help the world get through this. And one of the ways we're going to get through this is to stay entertained where while we're all stuck at home and this is a great way to do it. But-
1: yeah, I don't disagree with you and and it's smart on the studio side of things because A, like you said it gives goodwill to the viewers to the fans. Hey, we're going to put this, we know you can't go to a theater to see this, but we're going to try to recoup some kind of money in this situation because all these titles except for Trolls have already crescendoed at the box office so they were on the back end of their box office making abilities so it makes sense to put it out here to get as much as you can from people who wanted to uh, like, do like $20 for movies. movie or whatever, and you get to share it with the family. You know, I'm not saying that, that Invisible Man's a family movie, but certainly Trolls is, and The Hunts could be an interesting conversational movie for you to watch. Maybe you wouldn't have gone to see it in a theater, but hey, if it's 20 bucks or 15 bucks, yeah. I can download it and watch it with my significant other or a couple of my friends, and we can have an eye and we can have a conversation about it afterwards. So though this is smart to release these movies, but a lot of people are saying, Oh, this is a sea change, this is a sea change. I don't think it's a sea change until we see them release something like black widow to Disney plus or fast nine to some, some streaming service like those kinds of, or quiet place part two. Remember that one has been, has been pushed as well. That was eight days out from release until we see that, then I don't see things have changed. But let me, I just want to finish my point real quick, Mike. But I do think this is something that opens the door again to this idea of the theatrical window, uh, uh, having films qualify for certain things because of a theatrical window. I know Netflix has been trying to knock down that door all the last two or three years. And now with this situation, seeing how quickly the studios are adapting to this situation shows you that it is certainly possible if they want to make it possible.
0: Yeah, I... I mean, I don't know if it's a sea change or not, but I do yeah. think that we are living currently in, um, in in extraordinary times. We we are living through something right now that none of us have ever lived through before, and nobody in the in the digital social media age has ever lived through. And yeah. so, I think that at least for the uh, for the extent that this is going on, as things are moving and changing, and movies are getting pushed, and we don't actually know how long things are going to be different. It's right. it's not going to be two weeks. Like, we, yeah. we, we are in this for a long haul. And so uh, I think it remains to be seen how much it changes. And kind of to your point, it remains to be seen once this is done, uh, once we've all come together and worked through this, how that changes the landscape moving forward.
2: Yeah. Now, how early did Frozen 2 get put on Disney Plus? Like two or three
0: months? I mean, it was past its theatrical window, yeah. but it was still well within the, you know, there's, there's the theatrical window that Johnny was talking about. And then there is the now the Blu-ray of streaming, like right. for home video and home entertainment. They want a certain period of time where they're going to make their money on the people that just can't wait to see Frozen 2 on Disney Plus and want to buy it on iTunes or want to buy it at Target. Right. Uh, and then it will be on streaming. And so I don't know what that window is, but uh, they definitely pulled it up.
1: Right. Yeah, and the same thing with Rise of the Sky Rise of Skywalker. They increased. They shot that one up. I think one or two weeks ahead of time as well to take advantage of people who are sitting at home. Uh, I'm sorry, like I'm not are.
0: familiar. What is that film?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're coming. You're coming in a little fuzzy here.
1: It's the film <laughs> where a clone can have babies. <laughs> that's the film. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, like Disney. I you got to give kudos to Disney because Disney doesn't have to do this. Disney's got a crap ton of money. They don't have to do this. So for them to do this first with Frozen, I think signal to the other studios as well, like, hey, we're doing this. So the other studios like, yeah. well, if Disney's doing this and they don't need to, then we should definitely because then it becomes a competition, right, Mike? You know this being executive, right? It's a competition yeah. amongst the studios. So if Disney's gonna do this, well shit, we better jump on it and do it right afterwards. So it's I gotta fun. tell you for I mean, I've
0: watched Frozen 2. Three times so far. Wow. And as everybody knows who listened to our Onward spoiler review, all three of us are big fans of Onward. And like mm-hmm. I would love nothing more than to be able to sit on my couch and watch Onward right now. So oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that could be next. Why not? That could be next. That's also a film on the back end of its uh um uh box office, yeah. and having it being downloaded could increase the revenue where they were looking for a possible, they were looking at a possible loss. This could maybe turn into a possible gain for them uh, and people could discover the film all over again who maybe wouldn't have gone to the theater to see it. Well, and for Universal, I mean,
2: I don't know, like, I don't buy a lot of movies to stream right when they come out, so I right. don't know if this is normal but that that you purchase one of the movies from Universal, Invisible Man The Hunter Trolls, that you have it for a 48-hour window. Now, if you yeah. have kids at home, having uh, Onward or Trolls playing for 48 hours like, that's, that's a fantastic uh, way to oh, yeah. entertain the kids for a little bit.
1: Right, right. Keep them out of your hair is what you're trying to say.
2: I I I don't have children. I can't say.
1: I think that's what you're trying to say.
0: <laughs>
1: to keep them out of your hair. I don't have enough uh, hair to keep them out of. Hey oh. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Um <laughs> the other thing I'm gonna ask you guys this. And look, I know Michael's gonna get mad at this question because it's coming up again the second week in a row, but what? Snyder, what? Snyder cut. Snyder cut Snyder cut. Does, is it not the Snyder cut? I'm gonna talk about it. Like, does does HBO Max now look? <laughs> Okay. Now you're gonna get us in trouble, you know. Does, does HBO Max now think that this is a perfect situation? Does, does Does Warner Brothers sink some money into this thing and put it out there? Like this is not this is a great opportunity to make some money off of this thing. Take a little bit of egg on the face, but overall, you can make way more money with all these people at home and put it out for money. Like make it a twenty dollar movie that you can buy. Don't you think? No? I'm
0: trying all to right. find props that I can use to show you how I feel about this, but I don't I got nothing.
1: I think think the passing out off camera, I think that worked. I think that worked. (laughs) Do you think it's ridiculous? Do you think it's ridiculous? They wouldn't do that.
2: Well, didn't he say that he needed to film some extra stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Actually,
0: that would be like, like putting my own feelings about it aside. I don't (laughs) think that when the entire issue that the entertainment industry is having right now is that nobody can work because everyone needs to be socially distancing Now is not the time to get the cast of Justice League back together and shoot some footage so that Zack Snyder can finish his project. So so I think that regardless of my personal opinions, uh, even if Warner Brothers wanted to do that right now, the best they could do was assemble the footage that exists with no special effects and uh, get it out there, which I probably think is not what Zack Snyder or the fans Mm -hmm. of Zack Snyder's
1: universe would want. So you're saying assemble like unite, like unite the seven. Is that what you're saying? You'd be uniting the seven. Is that what you mean? I thought that was the seven C's and not justice league. Didn't somebody tell me that? Uh, I thought it was a seven C's. Yeah. I know. I know exactly who told you it was a seven C's. I know who exactly what that was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I think this is an interesting thing to take a watch. I think for all three of us who you know have been around for a little bit, wh- this is such an interesting change. And this is the first time. Remember, Soderbergh did this with Bubble, right? And uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Judge, I think, did this with his film about in the set in the factory. I can't remember what the name of that one was. They, oh like, yeah, yeah, they dropped it on the same day of, on in, uh, in the theaters and for digital and on demand. So. It has happened in the past as experiments, but this could now be the modus operandi going forward. And because I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, I think they're only telling us two or three months out to kind of, because I think this is going to last for a year. I have a weird feeling it's going to last for a year. And I think they're telling us July. And then when we get to July, they'll be like, wait till September and September, wait till January. And then finally it'll start to kind of calm down around April. I don't know. Well, there's an Axios report that's out right now. I mean, the, the there's a bit the
0: getting into Corona for a minute. Like yeah. the reason, a lot of people are saying that the reason that both the UK and the US government shifted so drastically this week uh, was because of a report that came out from, I believe, the London Imperial College. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find the text oh. that I. Uh, the
1: London well, Imperial College, you say? Uh,
0: uh. Yeah, the Imperial College in London that <laughs> that had an I was close. Uh, yeah. that had an entire report that came out that kind of talked about basically they had done an entire model on the difference between doing nothing uh doing sort of a basic level of stuff and then full suppression and yeah like they they've said that like you know basically what we're waiting for is for a vaccine to get done and we could be looking at up to 18 months because it takes about 18 months for a vaccine not not 18 months of sort of right where we are right now today but like definitely 18 months of things not being normal. So it's not, I'm not saying that it's definitely going to be that, like we actually don't know what's going to happen, but uh, you know, we're, we're in for a lot more than just two weeks of, of of differences. So I do think to your point, uh, the studios are going to have to shift and change with this a lot. And I do think that things like what universal is doing, things like Disney releasing frozen two plus on Disney plus early. uh, I think we are going to see more of that.
1: Yeah. And I think one last thing I want to ask you guys, I know we got to move on to our next topic, but um, do you think overall, did I lose it? I think I lost it. Oh, well, I, I, it'll come back to me later on. Oh, well, I was going to ask something about the overall vibe Of of the movies.
0: Watching you lose it in real time—that was—it's <laughs> been a, <laughs> a long really week. <laughs> to see. It's really something to see. Were you
2: going to ask if the if uh, entertainment going forward post this, there's going to be a lot of sort of uh, contagion, pandemic-y type movies? No, oh God, no, we are no, in no, for that. we are in for all of that.
1: No, it's something else about the overall uh, idea of us dropping movies this way and streaming movies this way. What it could mean down the road. But uh, if I if I grab it again, I'll remember. Anyway, let's move on. To our second thing, I guess I'll grab it since I'm talking already. Oh no, uh, is it Shannon or is it Shannon? It's Shannon, oh, no. hold on. What you know who Shannon it is? Started.
0: Oh wait, who is I did it? the oh, first one.
1: Oh, it's you. It's you. Wow. <laughs> who, who's losing it in real time? All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 very funny uh black widow three has been postponed i think everybody felt the uh, other shoe was going to drop here at some point uh following the heels of mulan and a quiet place part two and fast nine uh also that uh i think it was the david copperfield one is that the other one that got yeah, pushed a little bit the one with death as well Patel. yeah yeah the new mutants of course uh antlers <laughs> all of this uh in this situation but the reason i want to yeah per history of david copperfield and then amy adams's film the woman in the window which already is like uh has a massive banner i think uh during where, where you drive in burbank that uh where warner brothers is that massive banner i think is woman in the window i think uh but already i think, the it's, promotion. I think it's i think it's wonder woman oh is that wonder woman now yeah. oh, they must have switched yeah. it out they must yeah. have heard it. it was like get it, change
2: it out. you know <laughs> it's but you look it's got woman in the title. It's all yeah, that's yeah, saying.
1: sure, sure. <laughs> I'm sure they just changed it out overnight. They're like, oh, I think that's you. But you look at all these things. Black Widow is the biggest one. I think you have to look at here because all the other ones that have been pushed are not necessarily tied to an overall universe. And I know Fast Nine has their universe. I guess you're going to argue Hobbs and Shaw is a little bit of you. But like this situation is so interesting because I liken it to where you click on seven files on your desktop. And you move them over into one file because essentially when you move Black Widow, you're moving the TV shows, you're moving the other movies, you're moving possibly everything down the road. And that could be an issue for productions. All these things have shut down production. Now, WandaVision is pretty much done, and I think they're entering into post-production, but Falcon and Winter Soldier got delayed. Loki's delayed, uh, 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 Hawkeye is delayed. And so you look at uh, Eternals supposed to come out, what, in November or something like that? November, so, yeah. so you look at Black Widow. If this thing drags on for another four or five months, we could miss the entire summer movie season. Mm-hmm. And so where does Black Widow pop up now? Real close to Eternals. Do you, are you sacrificing box office if this thing comes out? Or do you move Eternals and move just everything back? So very interesting stuff, at least to think about, when you're looking at these films being moved, it isn't just moving them. It's also what, what else is connected to it with those Disney Plus TV shows. Yeah, conceivably,
2: if if and how Black Widow ties into the larger continuing story of the MCU, if it is very relevant going forward say there's something planet that gets paid off in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah. Everything could conceivably get pushed back. Um that being said, I mean maybe it doesn't. Like I read something on coming soon right before we we got on. Mm-hmm. And and this is pure conjecture. Like the, I don't I don't think they had a source, but I think they had said that it does not tie in that much to the things immediately following it where if it yep. had to be delayed, like if Eternals came out first or Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision came out first, like it's not going to throw a wrench into the whole MCU wheel.
1: Okay. Like, uh, Yeah, I
0: mean, I think that that's an interesting thing to sort of explore like what it does to the MCU as far as being chronological. And then, I mean, you know, it just I as you guys were talking, it just struck me as like, what was it, two weeks ago uh, on the show? We talked about uh, James Bond being pushed. Right. Right. And what that meant and that was sort of the very beginning of all of this. And now yeah. here we are with everything being pushed. Yeah. Uh, and not only what to your yes, 100 percent in that continuity factor of the Marvel Universe, it's something to consider. But really, there's also just as uh, the entertainment industry on the whole. I mean, we have movies lined up and movies lined up and like movies are lined up through 2021. Yeah. And taking things on the level of a Black Widow, uh, you know, on the level of a Mulan and moving them like that means other things have to move too. like, I don't know what's going to happen as far as we're going to reach a certain point where we can go to the movies again. And, you know, a studio doesn't want to eat itself.
1: Yeah. Right,
0: you know, like it's like Disney doesn't want to release Mulan and Black Widow at the same time right. because then moviegoers have to choose. Am I going to go see Mulan? Like they want to have Mulan come out in one month and have like a month and a half of just like, hey, take all my money, Disney, and then they want Black Widow to come out. And backing up all these movies means that there are other movies in the back end that may have already finished pre-production. That there's some editor sitting alone, socially dis- socially distancing himself, trying to get that thing done. Yeah. It just the entire industry is sort of in an upheaval right now. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had friends who, uh, who were on set in New York on pilots that were shooting that uh, literally got you know four a.m. We're on a we're on a we're on a set and had to be like, oh no, production shut down, gotta go yeah. home. So it just like what this means not just for the Marvel universe, which is a really good point, uh, and the chron- then the chronology there, but just in general, yeah. like. Again, we are in uncharted waters uh, and nobody knows what's going to happen.
1: No, you make a great point, Mike. Yeah, you don't want these films falling on top of each other. Even if – and and not, they don't even have to be from the same studio. You're cutting out all studio- – like if something big comes out, like if Bond is right around the same time as Black Widow and they finally kind of lift the sanctions and let people go to the movies again, it's – like you said, the studios, not only are they eating themselves, they're eating the, within themselves, they could eat each other and then yeah. there's no, there's not enough money so it doesn't even make sense. So that's what I wonder about. As this thing drags on, do they start to look at the streaming option – as a viable option, and maybe for their smaller films, their independent films, things of that nature, maybe those are the ones that start to get streamed online for people who are sitting at home because they normally maybe wouldn't go see this thing. The fact that it's right at their fingertips, maybe they do go see, or maybe they do rent it and put the money down for it. I think that's a better model for them than the bigger one. I
0: think they're I think they're probably, I think you're right. I think there is probably a calculation of how much box office do we think, this movie was going to make and if it's on a lower scale is it smarter to just put it out on streaming now get the goodwill get whatever money we're going to get because we don't have the space down the road like it it it, it's gonna it's it's a lot of math that i am not willing to do because that's why i work in the entertainment industry i don't like math but there's a lot of math involved in trying to figure out like what how are we cutting our losses on this is this going to be more of a problem down the road? Cause we don't have any weeks to release it. And should we just put it out here? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of those discussions going on right now, not yeah. in boardrooms because nobody's at work, but on zoom conversations. Cause everybody's working from home.
1: <laughs> what is zoom? Is that another version of uh, uh, slack, but on camera zoom is like, yeah,
0: zoom is like Skype for business. Oh, uh, okay. but like a lot of people, uh, again, maybe just because I have a lot of friends who work in the, in the industry. So they have zoom accounts. But yeah. in the past two days, I've been doing a lot of zoom dates where zoom like, it's date. like four or five of us get on zoom and oh. have a drink so we can look at each other and talk oh. to each other as we're isolated in our apartments. Have you been
2: on a zoom conversation, Shannon? No, no. I've seen oh. screen. I've seen screenshots of oh, them. Yeah. I, 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 I've, they look I've like see, fun. I've seen people have fun. Yeah.
0: Hey, I don't have a Zoom account, and if I did, you're all invited. Don't maybe get that, mad at me.
1: Maybe we'll do a Zoom Geek Buddies where we just all hang out and post about it all the time and watch our friends go. Hey, why wasn't I invited? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. That's another thing to another hurdle to tackle here in these uncharted waters, as Vogel said, uh, that we're walking into. Uh, all right, when he comes back on camera, Mike, will have our third geek news item. Hey, are you Are you okay there, Mikey? So my third geek news item there, switch, <laughs> uh,
0: non Corona related, just a really kind of fun rumor and exciting for once yeah. we are hopefully past all this. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, has, um, was on, I, I forget where, but, uh, Kevin Smith was talking about Spider-Man three, the follow-up to Spider-Man far from home and Spider-Man homecoming. And, uh, according to him, this is completely rumor and conjecture. So if it's not, it doesn't end up being true. Uh, come to kevin smith not us right but um rumor being that charlie cox will be reprising his role as matt murdoch slash daredevil in the third spider-man movie presumably to help peter parker with his legal woes after being outed as spider-man by mysterio wow. and J jonah jameson uh, so a couple things like usually when it's just a rumor kind of from one source you're kind of like eh, is this it's kevin smith so at least it's a rumor worth discussing mm-hmm. and also it just really makes sense. Uh, in the comics, um, And I think we've talked about this before, if a superhero is having legal trouble, there are two characters that show up. It is either Matt Murdock or it is Jennifer Walters, AKA She-Hulk, who we talked about last week. Right. And because She-Hulk is going to be coming out with her own series, uh, it would be awesome and amazing to know that there are two superhero lawyers in the Marvel universe that can play off each other um, and I think that, I think that this rumor, uh, makes sense to me for two reasons. One, I do think that, uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel entertainment, who are now running all the Marvel television stuff. I think there is stuff about those Netflix shows that they really liked. And yeah. I think there are characters that they really liked. And I think that Charlie Cox playing Matt Murdoch is likely to be one of them because he did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh. Marvel, one of the things they do in addition to a, an amazing connected universe and awesome action and bringing all of our comic book characters that we love to life is that Marvel humor. Uh, and the thought of having a Matt Murdock and a potential Jennifer Walters and an Alison Brie style character both being in a universe where they can both be in legal battles uh, against each other seems like something that Marvel would want to do because that sounds hilarious.
2: Now doesn't Netflix, now correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't Netflix have some sort of no compete clause on the Marvel characters right now? Like with like 2 years after they their shows went off the air.
0: I I maybe I'm mistaken right now. I think you may be right, but I also think that I don't know when Spider-Man 3 is coming. Daredevil season 3 was 2 years ago. Yeah, so I mean I One think that ago? Again, I think there's probably some uh, Marvel's probably looking at those characters and they're like, you know, looking at the characters from those TV shows, any of them, whether it be Punisher or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or any of those characters that they would like to keep um, with those actors, with those characters, with what happened and kind of doing that. Like, when can we get them? When is this movie coming out and figuring that out?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Charlie Cox did such a great job. I would say the majority of the Netflix Marvel universe, m- the majority of those actors were great. And you'd like to see them. You'd like to see them use sort of in the bigger and the bigger story, but in the event that they can't use them. i mean just the thing that you suggested just now, i like having Jennifer Walters, that's, that's her introduction into the MCU is, is becoming the lawyer for this Peter Parker kid. I think that's yeah. a, that's a brilliant idea.
0: I mean, there, like the second that we all saw uh, homecoming together and that, uh, and that end credit piece came with J Jonah Jameson outing him as Peter Parker. I think probably in the first 20 seconds of kind of responding to that, my thought was, Oh my God, Marvel universe legal battle. Like <laughs> it's the same thing that happened when Matt Murdoch was outed as daredevil in the comics. Like there's been so many wow. times that you've had those courtroom scenes with either she Hulk or Matt Murdock that I think that was the first thing that popped into my head. And, uh, just knowing that we've already kind of got She-Hulk taken care of and being a fan of the Netflix shows, it would make me very, very happy if uh, we got to see Charlie Cox reprise his role. Because I loved the Daredevil. Yeah. I, mean, I loved it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Kevin Smith went on to say further in this that he thinks this opens the door to a Daredevil movie, that this is their way of introducing Matt Murdock into the MCU film universe and then giving him a movie down the road with the entire cast. The guy, the who played Foggy, uh, uh, uh Page, Kate, Kate, is it what, what's her name?
2: Karen Kate,
1: Page, right? Karen Page, Karen uh, Page, who played Deborah Deborah and Wall, I think it was who played Karen Page, having her be having these people be a part of it and could open door to Punisher, John Bernthal in the Punisher, and we could get Spider Man versus the Punisher down the road, which would be a lot of fun to see that. So. I like the idea. I think it would be great. I don't know necessarily. And I looked at it quickly while Michael was talking at a couple articles, and none of them mention uh, the idea that Netflix has some kind of um, rights over the character or some kind of leeway. I'm sure Marvel would be able to negotiate that no problem if they really wanted to make it work. And it's been two years. 2018 was when uh, uh, Daredevil was canceled. So we're into 2020 now. Remember 2018?
0: (laughs) Remember 2018 when we could just leave and go out wherever we wanted to go?
1: Yeah. Well, it's good you knew this is happening because you just took it for granted. And now we're all stuck in our houses. (laughs) Remember when you could just go
2: to the toilet paper aisle? Yeah. And there was toilet paper. And there was toilet paper.
1: (laughs) Did you you guys see that video of someone putting the the sound from The Walking Dead of the Zombies to the people walking up to that pallet of toilet paper and taking one at Costco? It is hilarious. You just see them oh, all yeah. slowly just huddle around the toilet paper pallet, and then one starts to grab, and then the other starts to grab and you hear the sounds of the zombies it's brilliant it's brilliant uh, uh, anyway yeah I, I had to go and sit in line the last two couple of days for 45 minutes each so i could buy one pack of toilet paper for Lindley and one pack of toilet paper for myself so it you know that's the game now that's the game in certain places what, si- this, what size did you get john well i got the 18 rolls of course the biggest what? one they got <laughs> give me the biggest one you've got i don't know when the world's ending give me the biggest <laughs> one you got I really, I, I don't
0: understand the toilet paper thing. Yeah, it's a weird thing, right? Like, like, like why is everybody of every like the grocery stores are staying open? Yeah, and I've only bought toilet paper, not because like I was worried about it or anything, but I was like, well, if everyone else is buying toilet paper, I should get some extra because yeah. it clearly is just not in the store right now. But like, I don't quite understand the. Like I saw a guy, I was at pavilions and I was getting some vegetables and some brown rice and just a bunch of different stuff. And this guy had like a grocery cart full of toilet paper. And I was yeah. just like, who needs that much toilet paper? Like what, right. what's happening?
1: Right? I don't know. Well, some of us remember, I don't know if you've read that article in New York Times about that guy who bought 17,000 bottles of Purell. He drove 1400 miles round trip and just bought out all these stores. And then eBay, after one day of selling them from $8- to $170 a bottle, eBay and uh, what's the Amazon came Amazon in and run. said, you can only send sell one bottle a day. And then eBay said, you have to prove with a receipt that this is yours. And then you can sell one bottle a week. I think it was one bottle every couple of days. So this guy's like sitting here with pallets and pallets oh. of, uh, of Purell. So people are, people are a-holes and then people are desperate. Well, people are buying to- toilet paper for their a-holes. Hey-oh. Hey-o. I think. I think it's like Cedric the Entertainer said, right? Once you see a bunch of people run, then you're like, what are we running for? And you start running. you start running, right? I think Cedric got it right, right? Because if one person starts to run, you're like, oh, that's weird. But if five people start running past you, then you just immediately think, I got to go.
0: What's happening?
1: Yeah, I think it's the same thing with the toilet paper. So. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting thing to see people outside at 7 a.m. Uh, lined up in front of the Smart and Final. It's nuts.
2: If you uh, are that guy who bought yeah. 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, yeah. Why on earth would you give an interview? Why would you let them take your
1: photo? Oh, for attention. Because that's I mean, why he did it anyway. Oh, yeah. bad yeah. move, dude. I agree. I agree. Uh, but you know what's not a bad move is us jumping into our main topic right after this break here. We're going to talk about uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. And then we're going to talk about uh, streaming. We're going to suggest some things you can watch on streaming services from us, the Geek Buddies. So let's take a minute or let's take a few seconds uh, to hear from our sponsors for those on audio. And, and we're back. All right. whoa, whoa. Uh, two of you almost slid into another dimension. That was freaky. Uh, I couldn't go with you, but I could watch it happen. Uh, so our main topic uh, today, uh, who was it? Hey, Mike, you want to handle this one? You want to jump into this one? Sure. Uh, you know, Clone Wars
0: Season 7 uh, premiered on Disney Plus about four weeks ago, yeah. uh, almost five. And, uh, you know, we've actually had some people asking if we were going to cover it. Are we going to talk about it? I think we we're all feeling like we had hit Star Wars a lot yeah. in the past several weeks, talking about Rise of Skywalker and uh, the, uh, the, the High Republic and everything else that was coming. But uh, we definitely been watching it. And we felt that because this first batch of episodes sort of ended with last week's finale of the Bad Batch arc, and we're about to go into what looks like the return of Ahsoka Tano. It was a good time to touch on Clone Wars. And additionally, uh, particularly since our geek buddy, Shannon McClung, uh, just binge watched all of Clone Wars. It was a great introduction into binge-worthy television and other shows that are binge-worthy because God knows we all need to be watching stuff right now. This is a lot happening on <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. So Clone Wars season seven, Started off with a bang, introduced a brand new group of clones called the Bad Batch. And I think uh, as far as I'm concerned, just sort of gave me everything I wanted in Star Wars. I think each week that I've been watching it uh, with my brother and our friend Jonathan Blue, who's been coming over and watching it with us, uh, we look at each other and we're just like, for all that. Some of us may have been frustrated with what's happening in the live action Star Wars universe. Dave Filoni and the Clone Wars crew sort of continue to deliver exactly the Star Wars that we want and need right now. And Bad Batch is no exception. Uh, What did you guys think? After you, Johnny.
1: I loved it. I really had a great time with it because, you know, in Clone Wars, they have those occasional arcs that have a little more um, grit to them, a little more danger to them. And I felt Bad Batch was one of those. We did see people die. Uh, In the final battle in that fourth uh, episode... We Saw uh Anakin start to we saw, not start to but we saw shades of Anakin moving towards that dark side when he cut off homie's tentacles and then killed him. Uh, really? the end, which, <laughs> are we are we going into spoilers? For this? Yeah, I guess we should say that. Spoilers, okay. spoilers, spoilers. I didn't say <laughs> who it was, we I just are. said, I just said homie, I just said homie, so homie could be anybody. <laughs> uh, but like you know, so spoilers for a few minutes while we discuss this, but I think we I think it was a great, uh, enjoyable arc to watch, and I fell in love with that bad batch, and I would love to see that bad. Batch have their own separate, like, uh, spin off show. I would absolutely watch. I know animation takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and what have you, but I still would love to see that, uh, uh, that show because I was a big fan of Wrecker. Not gonna lie to you, I was a big fan of Wrecker. That's (laughs) my boy. That's my boy. You were Wrecker, so yeah, basically, you are the Brute Squad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I need all that toilet paper. We'll be wrecking in toilet bowls. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Shen. Uh what do you got?
2: <laughs> so much information. Um yeah, I mean, what was what's been really cool about now seven seasons into the Clone Wars that the deeper you go into the series is you start to see the way, even though the clones are all made from the same sort of genetic material, how they all are different. And you yeah. start to get more of an idea how they sort of differentiate themselves that they have some sort of like you know uh uh, insignia tattoo different haircut and then you get to see these guys who are again that same base genetic material but they are the furthest off i i think except for hunter um i think hunter is basically kind of like the other clones even though he does look
0: like rambo but even there's something different about him too. Like he's definitely a little bit off, not, not physically as much as the right. others, but still is off from like Rex and right. the others.
2: I mean, what a great, I mean, I agree with you, John, like I would love to have a show just with them, but at the same time, as I was watching it, I'm kind of like, God, how come we don't have a video game of just the bad batch? How you, yeah. can, you go between Hunter, you go between tech, you go to crosshair. Um, So, so, so much fun to watch and just seeing how their armor is just a little more badass. Like yeah. I look, at, I look, and this is not to harp on another entry into the Star Wars cinematic universe, but I'm like, that's red armor that I think looks really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think both of you guys are right, and I think what's great about it in general, and kind of what both of you guys are hitting on, is all you want in these giant universes, whether it's Marvel or Star Wars or Harry Potter or anything, is we want to be continually falling in love with new ideas, new characters, new worlds, new places, yeah. Yeah. and. Uh, The Clone Wars makes it look effortless. You know, I mean, these guys showed up. Like, the Clone Wars took something that a lot of people felt was problematic about the sequels, which was the clones themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, and made them fascinating characters for six seasons. Like, we all fell in love with Rex. We fell in love with Echo. We fell in love with Fives. We fell in love with all these characters. And then they give us the Bad Batch, and it's like, oh, shit, they did it again. Like, I'm obsessed with these characters. They're really, really great. Uh, in addition, without getting too, too spoilery, uh, you guys are right. Like Anakin, uh, yeah. they've definitely upped his dark levels for season seven. Uh, post Ahsoka leaving in season six, uh, he definitely seems a little bit darker, a little bit more troubled, a little bit further down that road towards where we all know he's going. Yeah. Um, Padme, who's in it briefly, is great and amazing. Obi-Wan is amazing. Mace Windu is amazing. Like, it's just an exciting, amazing world. The action is spectacular. Clone Wars season seven looks more beautiful than seasons one through six combined. It's just gorgeous looking. Yeah. Uh, it's giving us all the Star Wars stuff that we love. And on top of all of that, a TV spot was released this week, sort of teasing what's up, what's coming up next, which is what everybody's most excited about, which is the return of Ahsoka Tano, wow. uh, who now seems to be working with these two characters who seem more tied to the underworld. This, che- this TV spot that came out uh, features the Pike Syndicate, uh, which are one of sort of the underworld groups. Uh, mm-hmm. So looks like that's kind of the direction that we're going to be going. That's going to get us towards that ultimate Ahsoka Darth Maul battle that we all saw teased in the trailer. Right. Uh, it's just it's everything. You know, it's it's. I feel like uh, clearly we all have a. I think I think geeks on the whole, whether you love Rise of Skywalker and hate Last Jedi, whether you love Last Jedi and hate Rise of Skywalker, whether you fall somewhere in between, I think it is safe to say that all geeks have a challenged relationship with the Star Wars universe. It's something we all want to love a thousand percent. And for one reason or another, we don't all love it. And I think that uh, Clone Wars is just giving us all the things that we want to fall in love with it all over again.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I think that's what's fun about it, to be honest with you. And I think you make a great point, this idea that it looks better than the first six seasons. You know, you had all this time in between the set season six ender and this coming back. They use the Bad Batch as kind of their way of reintroducing you back into this uh, into this world of Clone Wars. And it was something they'd already released. There were these four episodes in a different form, not quite as fleshed out as you saw it in these in these episodes here so it was relying on material that already been out there so i'm excited to see what comes up next in episode five which is ahsoka tano stuff because this is literally walking into stuff none of us have ever seen before so this will be this will be absolutely a lot of fun and you know disney plus you look at all the things disney plus has to stream you mentioned frozen two earlier in the show mikey there's so much that disney plus has on it to enjoy and clone wars is only one in fact they have an entire star wars section where you can just dive into that for like three or four days and, and enjoy yourself from there. So there's so much on these streaming services to, to enjoy now while you're at home and to catch up on. I think that's the most important thing is catching up on it. Oh, and now I remember what I was going to bring up in the first uh, section in this Here idea. we are. Do you think <laughs> that these independent movies and these smaller films are the only ones that are going to now go to streaming and the big ones will become event films where you go and see them at the Cinerama Dome or the IMAX or the bigger, and they charge you a heftier price for the ticket. Does this now break down that wall for the studios to consider the fact of, well, maybe we shouldn't, or maybe we should only make these movies for a certain amount like Netflix does and just put them out for streaming and don't even bother giving them theatrical releases? That's what I guess that was the other question I was going to ask you guys. Are
2: you meaning how like Netflix is doing sort of big budget movies? Or are you talking about how with a Marvel
1: movie theaters might be able to charge more than like what a normal ticket would be? That's what I mean. Like Emma, Emma, that just came out a, a few weeks ago. That's something that you could have easily put out on streaming, no problem. And I wonder, because people have been pushing back critics and fans themselves, like all oh, these big blockbusters are killing movies, are killing movies, are killing movies. What they mean is they're killing these smaller, more independent, more adult-driven, mature-themed movies, even though I would argue there's adult and mature themes in these superhero films. Uh, they're claiming that they're killing them. Well, is the way out now that we've kind of broken down this wall, is the way out to start dropping these films directly to streaming services that coincide or correspond to the to the respective studio of those films and only the big ones get released are these theaters going to get shut down now in mass over the next few months you know amc is in danger right now and amc is one of the biggest chains ever but you're looking at like regal cinema or where we go the landmark stuff like those smaller ones are they going to get shut down because there's no financial help for them so do those movies that would normally screen in those places and find a home in those places now do those go to streaming services and the only theaters left are the massive technologically advanced theaters so they can charge like $30 a ticket or $45 or $50 a ticket for you to go and have that experience, that communal experience at the highest levels of technology, I wonder.
2: I would certainly hope not because Mm -hmm. even though there are certain films that are made to be seen on a grand scale, like your Marvel movies, like your Star Wars movies, um, as you said, John, movie going is a communal experience. Mm -hmm. I remember going to see Goodwill Hunting, in a packed theater. And even though that is not a movie you need to see on a big screen to understand the, you know, the complexity of the story, um, sharing that with another individual, sharing that with a theater full of individuals, it still makes for a great movie going experience.
0: Hmm. I remember seeing Shakespeare in love at the AMC 20 in Tallahassee when we were in college. And uh, I remember, even though we all had, we all know what happens in Romeo and Juliet, like when, when Juliet wakes up and everyone at the globe theater in the movie gasped like the Why? theater literally like everyone was like <gasps> <laughs> uh so shannon I, I think she's right i do think i do think though that this is kind of uh this speaks to sort of the world that we're in right now is mm. even if that did happen even if you were right and uh for whatever reason the studios decided that only the big tent pole special effects franchise movies were going to be in theaters and everything else was going to go to streaming that would probably down the road ultimately be the death of those tentpole films. Like I think that ultimately, ultimately people would get tired of just those being in movie theaters and some small scrappy studio would start releasing something counter, uh, some counter programming to that. And everybody would flock to it and it would make a ton of money and it would be this big box office. And then we'd see all these articles that would say that everyone's tired of tentpole films. Like everything will swing the other way. Eventually Uh, we should just, enjoy the time that we have with these franchise films and know that eventually something is going to come to take their place.
1: Yeah. And we'll see what happens down the road, uh, but let's back, uh, jump back into our main topic. And I apologize for diverting us a little bit, but uh, we wanted to talk about what we enjoy, what we recommend to our fans who are watching or listening to us to watch on streaming that maybe they hadn't thought about, or maybe they hadn't remembered was on streaming. Who wants to go first? Uh, Yeah,
2: I'll I'll jump in. Um, So one of the things uh, we hear out here a lot is that one of the most perfect television series that has been made was The Wire. Now, that was on HBO from 2002 to 2008. I think it's only about like 60 episodes, so like six seasons, five or six seasons. Um, That is one of those shows that when people would say, well, what did you think of The Wire? I had no idea. I was just like, yeah, I, you know, I was... I was in Japan. I was in Japan two of those years. I didn't have HBO right when I first got out of here. Uh, it just I, I missed I missed that wave. Um, I also yeah. missed the wave of The Sopranos. I mean, I, I caught up on The Sopranos about a year ago and everything. And I've never been a big um, mafia guy, but watching The Sopranos, like getting further and further into that series. Um, wow. Just fantastic. Um, So I just started The Wire. It was on day one of of Universal uh, shutting down to the public. Um, I got through about three episodes. And while I can't say yet that it's one of the most perfect series ever made, I'm certainly um, very invested in the story. And something I actually tweeted out um, had no, like I knew Dominic West was in it, but I had no no idea that like, lance reddick was in it um there were so many characters or, or character actors oh, rather. Yeah. i'm like oh idris elba like right. Wait, what the hell <laughs> like yeah. I, I i i didn't know where Idris elba came from he just showed up one day wow. um but then watching and again with back to lance reddick for a second i remember watching fringe and when he when he popped up on lost and i'm like man this guy just came out of nowhere like no no he didn't he was on the wire for six seasons right. um if you have if you're interested in sort of a kind of deep cut crime story the wire thus far I'm, I'm almost done with season one very enjoyable
1: yeah yeah Mikey do you have anything to suggest um I have a couple
0: uh one thing that I want to suggest although I don't know that it's on streaming in all territories I think mm-hmm. you actually might have to buy this but uh, we've got the time and if you have iTunes or other things you can purchase it, it would be avatar the last Airbender Oh yeah. Uh, That's that's my big suggestion to everybody. Uh, If you're sitting at home, and you don't know what to do, and you're bored, and you've already watched everything in Netflix, and you have watched everything in The Vault on Disney+, and you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, There's three seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender on Nickelodeon, around 20 or so episodes each. And then if you like that, there's also four seasons of Legend of Korra, which are 12 to 13 episodes each season. Uh, which is a continuation sort of a generation later. So Avatar The Last Airbender is probably, in my opinion, one of the absolute best animated series ever made, ever, of all time. And Legend of Korra is just a continuation of the story and kind of attacks it from a different way and gives you an entire new group of characters to love. Uh, But it will make you super, super happy watching it. It's super bingeable. Uh, You you reach a point where you're just going to not stop. You're just going to keep going and it's amazing and it's great. And I could talk about avatar, the last airbender all day long. um, But I will just say (laughs) that like, that is definitely something you should, uh, you should hit up. Yeah. Well, Uncle Iroh will get you through these hard times.
1: Oh, good, good suggestion. Um, There's a few things. If you're looking at the streaming services and I was looking through some of like, for me, I just finished up the Valhalla murders, which I think is fantastic. It's an Icelandic film. They dropped last Friday on Netflix An incredible murder mystery, eight episodes, you tear through this thing, or is it 10? Eight to 10 episodes, but you tear through it. We finished it off in two and a half days. It was incredible. I just finished watching Dancing Queen, which is this drag uh, reality show from one of these guys from the RuPaul's Drag Race. It was an incredible uh, show. We watched it in two days. Knock that thing out, eight episodes, a lot of drama, but very interesting as well to see the world of drag from a one of the stars of the drag scene and see what's involved with that as he teaches little kids as well and teenagers at his... Uh, worldwide or certainly nationally acclaimed dance studio there in mesquite texas so that's an enjoyable thing yes the click yes the click yes um but also there's like silver linings playbook is on netflix the shawshank redemption if you've never seen that uh the cooler is on amazon prime um uh so is uh, this uh, film of oh, the show patrick melrose from benedict cumberbatch uh hbo now has uh, uh armageddon hello fight club great <laughs> stuff there uh, Wow. Yeah, whole list (laughs) yeah disney plus has star girl which i really want to see and review for the channel uh one of you guys mentioned goodwill hunting that's on the showtime streaming service if you want to do that um the netflix also has when they see us which i think a lot of people still haven't seen because of the subject matter uh the crown this past season of the crown doesn't get as much love as the first and second season it is a damn good season and i would argue the third episode uh, is still the greatest episode of the entire series, the entire run of the series. You've got The Boys. If you didn't catch The Boys on Amazon Prime, I'd suggest that. The Expanse is one that I need to get into, and there's four seasons yeah, of that. Yeah, same. Right? right? Same. I watched the first I watched the first
0: couple episodes, and I haven't quite gotten hooked yet. I haven't quite gotten hooked yet, but everybody yeah. says that once you get into it, you get into it. So that's definitely one that's on my list.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unde- agreed. Uh, and Aaron also say- on Amazon Prime. But yeah, go ahead, mine. How is that? Have you did you watch it? Yeah, and it is a lot of fun, but it's an acquired taste. So is eat, this eat, the Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah, the one on the balloon. Yeah, see, and that's the that's the reaction you most people had. But when you watch it, it actually is a damn good drama. I would say. I mean, With look, the, we got its we got time. Yeah, I would also
0: say I don't know if it's on a streaming site or not. I didn't check actually, but also uh, Battlestar Galactica. If we're going to talk geek things, uh, it's a thing that, yeah, this is things that some people just missed, never watched. Uh, some right. of our younger listeners might not actually have ever seen it, yeah. um, but the sci-fi reboot of Battlestar Galactica – is definitely something that will get you through at least a couple days of your quarantine and isolation as well stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, as far as animation goes, just Netflix has a wealth of amazing shows. she and the Princesses of Power, right. Dragon Prince, uh, brand new show Kipo and the Wonder Beast's first season is up, uh, or in the, in the Age of the Wonder Beast, I believe. Right. Uh, all amazing shows, all definitely worth like geeking out and uh, jumping into an animated thing over. Uh, you know, as we've been talking about, Shannon just went through all of Clone Wars. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something that uh, yeah. if you haven't seen Clone Wars yet and you don't know what we're talking about with the Bad Batch in season seven, do yourself a favor and go back and start with that. Yeah. And if, if we're throwing in more suggestions,
2: let's do it. Um, yeah. Friday, na- Friday Night Lights. I know a lot of folks have not seen this series. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. They may have. It may have been pulled off for um, when Peacock comes out right uh, later this year. If it comes out later this year, um, Friday Night Lights, fantastic series. Uh, the animated Justice League, which led for three seasons, which or, or two seasons, which led into two seasons of uh, Justice League Unlimited, yeah. another really, really great, great show. Especially if you kind of grew up with that Batman, uh, Batman the Animated Series, it's done the same style, same a lot of the same creative team, really, really excellent.
0: Um, Well, really, you can do the entire uh, you can do the entire um, DC animated universe on the DC streaming site. Like you can do Batman, the animated series uh, into the Batman Superman movie, which launches into the Superman animated series. Uh, And then you can do Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. uh, And that's all one giant universe. And there's a ton of content there to uh, to take in and watch. But particularly Justice League Unlimited, uh, Shannon, I agree like that. Justice League is great, but Justice League Unlimited is where it kind of reaches its peak as like full, epic, awesome superhero perfection.
1: Do you have to have seen Justice League to enjoy Justice League Unlimited? It helps, okay, but 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 not necessarily necessary. Okay, okay. I mean, how yeah. Many, uh, the, the first,
0: just, yeah. the first two seasons of Justice League, the way they kind of did the storytelling, it was sort of that core cast. It was what Superman, Batman, John Stewart's Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, uh, Hot, Martian Manhunter, and Flash, and Hot Girl. And Hawkgirl, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and the way they did it is like every episode was sort of a double episode. So it was always like sort of a 40 minute adventure and like you would feature all the different DC villains, but it was yeah. an, a big two-part adventure with those seven heroes. Yeah. Uh, and I believe at the end of those two seasons, the court sort of ended with the idea that they built the Watchtower and recruited a bunch more heroes. So as long as you know that going in, I think that's all you really need to know. And then you open up, I think the first episode of Justice League Unlimited is like, Uh, Green Arrow, Captain Adam, and Supergirl. Supergirl, yep. Okay, uh, and you sort of get the idea that like there's a bunch of other heroes working, and then each episode of Justice League Unlimited is more of like a 22 minute adventure, but it always is like a rotating cast of heroes. But what's really cool about it is that over the course of that season, even though they're sort of standalone adventures, they all start to tie together and build to sort of this bigger plot, uh, and this big, big event, which is amazing. Uh, and then the se- the second season of Justice League Unlimited really goes full Legion of Doom, sort of doing the same thing with the villains that they did with the heroes.
1: Okay, I guess I'll check those out. Um, I would throw in Deadwood into the mix if you've never if you've heard about deadwood you thought oh i'll get around to it it's on amazon prime now and hbo now i personally am going to catch up on breaking Bad. i only ever oh. saw the first season so i never saw past the first season so that'll be something that i put on my list and the marvelous mrs Maisel as well which i never got around to seeing oh and- you haven't watched mazel that marvelous
0: no. mrs Maisel, especially in the times that we're in right now where yeah. everyone's a little bit stressed a little bit freaked out a little bit uh filled yeah. with anxiety marvelous miss mazel is just going to make you happy Yeah. Fair. Um, There's another show that I've heard about. It's not, I think a lot of people haven't heard about it. It's an HBO series called game of Thrones, but it's only seven seasons (laughs) and it ends sort of on a cliffhanger and then they never Uh, did a last uh, season. uh, So we'll never know what happens. So that's, that's something that people should check out too. That's right. There's no, there's no, there's nothing after season seven, but
1: (laughs) I don't know. In an alternate universe season, there's no season seven. There's no season eight. Uh, there's it just no ended, but we can all
0: imagine that it probably would have ended amazing.
1: Yeah, probably. There's no crystal <laughs> skull; those things don't exist. Um, I would throw parks and recreation in there. I, uh, the other day, Lily and I were on. We're just watching TV. We watched four episodes in a row. You just can slide in anywhere on Parks and Rec. You get the relationships almost immediately, and you just enjoy being back with these people. And I forgot how much I love that show. Just watching four episodes in a row, which is when Ben marries. Uh, well, I don't want to give away anything. I don't want to tell any spoilers. For people, but when Ben gets married, let me just say that when those four episodes of Ben getting married were fantastic and so I love, yeah, sweet I it as well.
0: I keep rewatching season seven of uh, Parks and Rec over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like my favorite. Yeah, you are you are the Ron Swanson to my Leslie Noak, Donnie.
1: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All, <laughs> I don't think I think you understood me. All the bacon and all the eggs that you have. Uh, f- move uh, sports wise, I would recommend anybody who's crossing that Venn diagram with us who's a sports person <laughs> thir- the Thirty for Thirty documentary series on ESPN Plus. If you have ESPN Plus, that's one you should definitely uh, uh, take a look at. Also, Free Solo is a fantastic documentary that's on Disney Plus and uh, Game of or was it uh, Sea of Shadows. We which is on the National Geographic channel. Uh, that's on Hulu actually now. Uh, that's something that you should definitely enjoy. And there's a four-part documentary on Hillary Clinton that I certainly want to sit down and it's watch Really, politics. It's really good. Yeah? Okay. Really, really good. I hear good things about it. And regardless of political affiliation, I watched that Mitt Romney documentary. So I like to watch documentaries on politicians so that I can like, kind of see how they tick and what makes them do what they do. So Where
2: is the Mitt Romney documentary?
1: It was on Netflix for the longest time. It might still be on there now. Now that's where I saw it okay. uh, and enjoyed it from there. So, uh, but anyway, all right. Are, are you guys good? Do you feel like we're giving them enough suggestions? I think we've them a lot. We got, giving have given you a lot. a lot. A lot of homework, everybody. Start watching. That's right. Well, that's this episode of the Geek Buddies. I want to thank you all so much for joining us and for putting up with this version of it because this is what's going to be going forward because of the fact that we're all quarantined or self-quarantined because of what's going on with this uh, coronavirus. But we are social here. Social distance. We're all yeah.
0: social distancing. Well,
1: social distancing. That's a great way to put it. Uh, we all, uh, you know, excited to be able to keep doing the show and I hope you all are enjoying it. Uh, as well and take some of our suggestions and let us know what you thought about our opinions on those subjects in the comment section below. Remember to like and share this video on your social media and subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, where you can get all the Geek Buddies content as well down there
2: yes and if you'd like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media it's on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram you at shannon the geek Buddy. Yes. <laughs> if you'd like to follow mr vogel it's at mk if you'd like to follow mr roca it's at the roca says there you go
0: mikey what else you got to say uh here's what i gotta say <laughs> Uh <laughs> uh it's crazy times out there but uh we're all going to get through this together and the way we get through this together is for you guys to subscribe down below uh as well as uh Leave us comments, leave us ratings um, wherever you are watching or listening, whether it's uh, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you might be uh, checking out the Geek Buddies, and bring more people into the conversation. You know, We're still going to be around. We're still going to be talking about geeky things. We're still going to yeah. be giving you guys recommendations of what to watch, and as studios continue to change and shift what they're doing, and new movies are being dropped for us to watch at home, and new news is coming out about movies getting pushed, we're going to be here to talk about it. And Let's be honest, we're all going to get pretty bored at home. So uh, the more people that we can bring into the conversation and the more people that we can get going on this, the more that we can uh, geek buddy out together.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Mike, and that's great great words to leave our fans with and our followers with. Thank you all so much, and we'll talk to you. Look, wash your hands. Be careful. Wash Uh, your hands. Wash your (laughs) hands. Wash your hands. (laughs) Wash your hands. Do what you need to do to stay safe and stay healthy because we want you to come back and join us for next week's episode of... The The Geek Buddies! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth